Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome in, everybody, to Bird 365. This is not your usual Mac and Mac duo to start the show today. As you can see, we are still flagging down our friend Jody Mack, who is on overnight on WIP till 2 a.m. But I'm Xander Krause. I'm here with John McMullen, and we'll start the show off. John, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm up. I don't know. We might have the uh, the Jody oversleeping show, so I'll never hear the end of it. Uh, but we'll see how long that extends. Uh, he does about one a year for us, yeah. so that we can rag on him for a year until he until he makes the offense again. Uh, John, <laughs> I want to get into it. It was announced yesterday that the Eagles will start their season, not a mid season, not a late season. They will start the 2024 campaign in Brazil. 
for their season opener. What's your initial reaction? I know there's a lot of fans talking about losing a home game. Uh, what's your first takeaways from the Brazil announcement? Uh, long trip. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, and it's going to be opening weekend. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that for the fan base. Um, because, you know, the, the week one aspect of it, you're hyped up for the season. All of a sudden they're going to South America. So, and it would have been a home game. So, uh, not necessarily from the schedule standpoint, but as you mentioned, the Eagles are the designated home team. So, they're going to announce the actual opponent at a later date. But as you mentioned, losing a home game, things like that, in theory, that opening weekend game would be at Lincoln Financial Field. And I think that's more inclusive for the larger group of Eagles fans, to say the least. On the other hand, you know, this is the way the NFL is going, and uh, this will be the first game in South America ever, so obviously the first game in Brazil. So Eagles get to be a part of it. Um, that from a business perspective, that makes a lot of sense that they can yeah. uh, be the first one to have the sort of footprint uh, on uh, South America, as I mentioned. So good from a business standpoint, probably not great for the fan bases standpoint. Does this point to any, you know, I saw Elliot Shore Parks from WIP put out Eagles are still a primetime team. I know a lot of times you see not so primetime teams in the international games. Does this, does this signify anything from that regard? No, I, I, I don't think so. They certainly are still a prime time team. I mean, that's more about the, the, the eyes and the viewership they deliver. Um, yeah. And I mentioned since the turn of the century. So you're going back to 2000, obviously they've had more national television games than anybody else, except the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so they're right up there. Now, part of that is always success, and the Eagles have been, over the years, more consistent than most teams. So it doesn't matter if you're the Cowboys or or the Steelers or the Eagles or the Packers or some of these other teams that have larger national followings. The, if you're not good, they're not going to want you in high-profile windows. So the first part is you have to be good, and the Eagles have been pretty good by and large, and as long as they're relevant, yeah, they're one of the better national television teams uh, that that the networks are going to fight for. So uh, that part of it hasn't changed because of the six out of seven losing streak to end the season um, would take more than that, would take a more consistent downturn than that. Yeah, for, and from a football perspective, John, I know it's a Friday night game, which is – yeah, uh, I, I think we're going to the. Yeah, I, they're going to try to get a game on every night, and that what a logistical nightmare. But I mean, I often talk about Roger Goodell talked yesterday out at the Super Bowl, his big uh, State of the Union address, so to speak, uh, for the NFL. And uh, it, it's, you know, a lot more cloistered than it used to be it's by invitation only and all that kind of stuff and they don't want to answer questions but as a whole I'm, i mean when you look at this this organization this league this team it's very important to get to open these international markets because i remember years and years ago roger goodell saying he wanted before he retired he wanted to get this to be a 25 billion dollar in industry and i was thinking to myself at the time 
well, how are you going to squeeze out more money than you're squeezing out in um, the United States, North America, for the most part? And the answer is international. And that's that's what it is. So it's very important for the league as a whole, I would say. And, and, and Friday night games are part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and what about the competitive advantage? Do you think this is a I know it's tough to obviously to, you know, to look ahead and see how this might play. Is it do you look at this as an advantage, a disadvantage for the team? I mean, obviously it's a long travel. It's a Friday night game, which is odd, but I I maybe view it as a positive that you're going to start your season there and then you can kind of get back into your, you know, normally scheduled programming to, you know, to get back into the flow of the season. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, I guess it's best to get it over with quickly um, and then get back into a more of a, a traditional um, a setup and, and, and more consistent setup. So plus you have some time to work out the logistics. You have more time. We'll see how they handle it, how quickly they want to go down there. As far as home versus visitor, I don't think it's an advantage for either team. They're both making the same trip. Um, they both have to navigate all those types of things. I guess from a standpoint of the Eagles, and if we look forward, uh, Xander, in the fact that they have so much change on the coaching staff, they're going to have significant change, the personnel aspect. Um, you know, maybe playing that first game away from Lincoln Financial Field wasn't isn't the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. uh, in case, you know, the prime time product doesn't show up early. Uh, but, you know, some of the Eagles said that about the playoffs and said, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world we're going on the road because they weren't playing that well. Um, and they didn't play well on the road either. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. But, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure on this team early to prove that they've made the corrections they're trying to make both offensively and defensively with the with the new coordinators. Yeah, and before we shift gears to the new hire on the defensive side, I will I think it's also good it's a Friday night from the standpoint of if they're back to a Sunday game, they have that extra day or two to for to you know to knock the travel out and get back to um you know the American time zone, which I think would be better. Um but other than that Long travel, so get ready for that, Johnny Mac. <laughs> We're heading to Brazil. Uh, John, yesterday the Eagles hired former Broncos DBs coach Christian Parker um, to, to take a role in the defensive coaching staff. What's your first takeaways from that? What's his role look like? I know he spent time previously with uh, Eagles defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Uh, how do you see his role in this defense? Yeah, very young guy, he's 32. Uh, Vic hired him, as you mentioned, in, in 2021, coming off two seasons as a quality control guy in Green Bay. Um, yeah, I, it's interesting because I always point, I'm, I've, I've been pretty consistently looking at how Vic set up his staff in Miami last year. And when it came to the secondary, he had three different guys. He had a, a passing game coordinator, secondary coach who oversaw the whole group, and that was Ronaldo Hill. He had a cornerbacks passing game specialist, and that was Sam Madison. And he had a safeties coach, Joe Casper, who's coming back uh, to Philadelphia. They hired him away from the Eagles. He was a quality control coach here. Big took him down there to coach the safeties. 
Now he's bringing them back to Philadelphia to coach the safeties. Now that we know. So Joe Casper's role, we know, and that leads me to believe, well, he's probably going to set it up the same way he set it up in Miami if he's going to have a safeties only coach in Joe Casper. So if that's the case, I look at that cornerback's pass game specialist role for Christian Parker for a couple reasons. One, he's still pretty young. As I mentioned, 32, his, his expertise is cornerbacks more than anything else. And I know a lot of people got on me. I put that on Twitter last night, and they jumped down my throat. He said, defensive coordinator interviews, and he's not going to come here to be a, a, a cornerbacks coach. And I'm like, settle down. Um, as long as Ronaldo Hill is out there, and the, the Dolphins have a new defensive coordinator, Anthony Weaver, um, different scheme, different system. He comes from the Baltimore Everybody wants the Baltimore defense. It's kind of usurped Bix uh, as the thing everybody wants to play now. So uh, as long as Ronaldo Hill is still out there and who's got far more experience and, oh, by the way, has been a defensive coordinator and has been a passing game coordinator under Vic Fangio, as long as he's still out there and he's not accounted for, I think. I'm going to speculate on him to that role, the defensive pass coordinator role. And I could be wrong. It could, it could be a young coach, but it, until that domino falls, um, I got to believe uh, Ronaldo Hill's the guy they're looking at. But, you know, he may be – here's the, the problem – the problem is, and why, like we all knew Doug Nussmeyer was going to be the quarterback's coach. The problem is, at this time of year, guys are in limbo. They're under contract. So Nussmeyer was under contract with the Chargers. He couldn't just leave for a lateral position. Um, then once they hire Jim Harbaugh, they get into it, and he doesn't want him back. Then he's free. Then you can make your move. I don't know where the Dolphins are with Ronaldo Hill. He might be under contract. Anthony Weaver might be making a decision. Maybe he wants to keep him. So that's the kind of stuff you're dealing with this time of year when it comes to coaches. Right. There's a lot of moving parts. And, you know, I guess until all the dominoes fall, you know, things things will still be up in the air. I view it as a positive if you get more coaches back there. I know we have a lot of young guys in that secondary, especially at the safety position. I'm a little older at cornerback, but you still do have Keely Ringo. You have a couple of those, you know, other young players. John, one guy I wanted to ask you, who's the cornerback that returns this year? He was suspended for a year for gambling. I think there's some upside to him. What's the projection for him? Yeah, Isaiah Walker is uh, is suspended for gambling, and he should be back. It's not 100%, obviously, because when you're suspended, it's it's not for one year. uh, Isaiah Rogers, by the way, I think I said Isaiah Walker. Um, um, It's not guaranteed. You're just suspended indefinitely, and generally you have to request to be back, and and pretty much the Eagles know he's going to be back, but until it's 100%, you can't say it's 100%. Uh, He's a nickel corner. It's only 26, so um, the Eagles probably are going to need some help at nickel corner. We all know what's going on with Avante Maddox and the injury situation, all that kind of stuff, so um, 
it's tough to count on Avante Maddox, and he's got a big salary cap number. So I think the hope is that Isaiah Rogers can come back and 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 play at a high level and be that slot corner that they've struggled to find so mightily this past season. Um, but there's a lot of ifs in there, a lot of ifs. But it's nice to have uh, if he is reinstated, and the assumption is he will be, uh, he did show some talent in Indianapolis and some ability that maybe he could lock down that position at a very at a much more cost-effective rate than Avante Maddox without the injury history. So that's what I think the Eagles are hoping for, but that's a big leap. That's a big leap. Well, we'll see how it all shakes out, and we'll start the campaign in Brazil uh, to get our first look at it. John, good first segment. On the other side, we have Les Bowen, longtime Eagles beat reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, we will talk to Les on the other side of the break. We'll be back in a few. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. There's his smiling face. I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack Les. Bowen on the Birds Tuesday for for Birds 365. Your former uh we got you muted somewhere, Les. Well, let's see what happens. Um no, we don't have audio, Xander. So try to figure that out. And ooh, the big screen with Johnny Mac. That's not necessarily a good thing, but we'll try to fix uh, Les Bowen's audio issues and continue on until we get things uh, going with Les. Uh, interestingly, during the break, there was another sort of coaching uh, move that will not go in the Eagles' favor. Uh, Joe Barry, who was the former defensive coordinator in Green Bay, uh, who had interviewed with Vic Fangio and the Eagles to take the linebacker coach position, uh, is heading to Miami. We mentioned Miami because Miami is a big part of this with um, Vic Fangio's history there, and he's already brought in certain guys from that Miami staff, mo- most notably uh, Joe Casper. There's talk of Steve Donatel. I shouldn't. There's only one official, but there's talk of Steve Donatel talk of Ronaldo Hill. Um, so he's already brought in one guy from his previous Miami coaching staff. He's had a previous history uh, with Joe Barry as well, but Joe's going to go to Miami and their new coach, um, which is Anthony Weaver, their new defensive coordinator, coming from the Baltimore Ravens. And everybody picked that Baltimore Ravens defensive staff clean. So let's see, Les is back. Can we bring him up? Hey, um, there we there go. We go. Right. Now I got a, I got a, I got a, a feedback in my ears, Xander. I don't know where that's going. Now see if we can fix that. All right, it's gone. Les, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, nice. Finally got it. I guess we'll start. I was talking about Joe Barry. We'll get to that. He's going to go mm-hmm. to Miami. He's not going to. Yeah. He's not going to be with Big Banjo. Uh, but first and foremost, we got to talk about Brazil. And San Paolo, how about the, on a Friday night to start yeah. the season? Your 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 immediate thoughts uh, and what that means for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's good for business. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. good for fans. It's not. I, you know, this is the first time the Eagles have done something like this, and I've seen negative fan reaction on social media. You know, when they went to London, it was like, oh boy, you yeah. know, and and as you know, thousands of fans went. And uh, it was, you know, really a big highlight of that 2018 season. This doesn't seem to be generating the same response. Uh, I think, you know, it's going to be a a more involved trip, I guess, for fans. Maybe some of them aren't as uh, into going to Brazil as they were to London. But also the status of the team, I think, plays into this. You know, I don't think Eagles fans want to think about outside stuff and, you know, carrying the banner for the league and, and that sort of thing right now. They want to get their team fixed. Yeah. And, uh, 
starting the season in Brazil is going to be a bit of a distraction that first week. It's going to complicate, you know, the preparations and uh, who knows what the surface is going to be like. You think, you know, you don't want to lose anybody the first week of the season because you're playing on a bizarre playing surface. Yeah, I, didn't, I hadn't even thought about that. But, you know, just, those, uh, those yeah. FIFA fields tend to be better than the NFL fields. So maybe that I know they, they have true. the World Cup down there yeah. a couple uh, a number of years ago. And I know the, the because it's going to be here. Um, they're making MetLife change its field because FIFA, unlike the NFL, evidently cares about the ACLs of their talent. Uh, so maybe that's a positive. I'm yeah. trying to find maybe. one positive. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, I think it's an interesting thing to do and it, it keeps the Eagles in the spotlight of, of the NFL, you know, it keeps them as a, as a prime, uh, attraction, but, uh, you know, other, as far as fans go, uh, it, Obviously, uh, you know, it, it takes away a home game, which is something yeah. London did not do. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I want to ask you about this. At the time of the London trip, a lot was made of the fact that the when the Eagles built the link, they agreed to have all their home games, regular season home games, there. You know, and that was one reason it was a road game. It was a Jaguars home game in London. Uh, apparently that's no longer the case. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I can think about that is less with the unbalanced schedule. Uh, every other year you have the extra home game. And this is one yeah. of those years where you have the extra home. Okay. Game. I guess maybe that, that must be the rationale. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that, that, that works maybe, but that, that's an interesting point. I'll, I'll yeah, I think fans that. were looking forward to, to the opener, you know, and now. Yeah, well, that's what I said. It's the, it's the hope it, in theory. Of course, yeah. they haven't made the schedule yet. So if they weren't going to Brazil, they could have opened on the road. It, a lot of right. things could happen. But it's it's the home opener for the team. Yeah. And it's in, yeah. yeah, I I think that is, yeah, that's a negative. Because, you know, people are fired up for that week one game. Now, I, I heard a couple players leading into the playoff game. Because obviously things were going in a negative direction for the Eagles at that point. And, no kidding. <laughs> and a couple guys said, you know, maybe it's better that we play on the road. Didn't work out that way. They got waxed on the road as well. So it didn't work out that way. But their thought process was, you know, if we continue to play like this, we're going to get booed out of the building pretty quickly. Um. Now, is there a positive there? Because there's so much change. We, hmm. we, we'll talk about the coordinators in a second. There's going to be significant personnel change. We don't even know how Nick Sirianni is going to handle new new role. Is it good to take it on the road in a different way um, as the home team for that week one game? Hadn't thought about that. I Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you think going into a season, there's going to be a lot of optimism and a lot of positivity. Yeah, um, that's true. Into, you know, that's People tend to get things. optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Every good. year, uh, even when they've turned out to be bad, uh, I I don't know. I I just don't see it as much of a positive. I really no. don't. I'm, um, I'm with you. I'm trying to yeah. look at the silver lining. I can't find many. That's why it's I'm interesting to... to me also, John. 
you know, it took the Eagles a very long time before they agreed to that London game in 2018. The, the league had been doing that for for years and years and years, and yeah. the Eagles were never included. Jeffrey just didn't really – Jeffrey Lurie did not want to be uh, – they weren't interested in that kind of stuff, you know. And now he's like you – know, his statement last night was, you know, we're proud to be the team that the league uh, – you know, suddenly they they are interested in that stuff. And I guess uh, a few years ago, different teams were given different – regions where they yeah were yeah. given marketing wasn't this where the eagles were given marketing um, i know australia was one because of yeah. uh uh jordan mylotta yeah um i thought the other one was in africa but i could be wrong i'd have to look that up it might be brazil it might it it it, it, it might be so yeah. for uh, some reason right. from a business standpoint the eagles are fired up about this so you know uh jeffrey does like to be the guy that the league, you know, if he can, if he perceives himself as being somebody the league is counting on to do something, you know, that's a big deal for him. Uh, I yeah. think that was an underrated part of the whole Michael Vick situation a long time ago. Is Roger Goodell wanted to get Vick back into the NFL, and Jeffrey, you know, and the Eagles kind of stepped up in that regard. You know, Jeffrey likes to be that guy that I don't think he is, you know, a, a Jerry Jones level player at the highest echelons of the league. But he likes to think that, you know, he's he's Rogers buddy. <laughs> well, well, that's speaking of it's Australia, New Zealand and Ghana. Uh, oh, well, Australia, let, New let's, Zealand. Got, let, let's that out then. Yeah, that was my theory is that they had some sort of tie-in but I, I never i never understood that because they gave as yeah. you mentioned the international home marketing areas to each different team it's like you're going to tell people ghana oh you're you're going to yeah. be an eagles fan <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't, right i don't know how that works but uh yeah the league obviously wants to expand uh internationally and understandably so the eagles are going to be part of it are before we wrap up brazil friday night Mm -hmm. Now, this to me, the game's going to be on Friday night. Yeah. Um, first in since 1970 or something, the first Friday night game. You have these weird games. We remember the Joe Webb game was on a Tuesday or whatever it was uh, for snowstorms and things like that. I think the NFL's going to this. We're going to have a game on Friday. We're going to have a, the, the logistical nightmare. The television industry runs this league. Roger Goodell doesn't oh, yeah. run this league. Yeah, they're right. like, we 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 want a game on Friday. Can we get a game on Friday? And they're like, all right, we'll figure it out. Here we are. Yeah. Are we got? Are we go going to at one point see an NFL game every single day? Yeah, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting. You know the the intro for uh, Wednesday morning football. You know. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the Friday night thing is interesting, John, in that for years, the NFL resisted that because of high school football. You know, they didn't want to stomp all over high school football. The same reason yeah. they don't play on Saturday a lot during the season, during the college season, they don't play on Saturday. You know, uh, yeah. they wanted to respect the uh, the roots of the game, so to speak. Yeah. And so now, you know, well. I'm pretty sure there'll be high school games played uh, that opening weekend of the NFL. 
But uh, Friday night, the Eagles are on TV. Well, I'm old enough to remember they wouldn't, uh, they stayed away from Christmas Day because of the NBA. And that yeah. uh, that yeah. has certainly gone in a negative direction for the NBA. So a little bit different, though, as you mentioned with football. All right, let's talk about Jeffrey because uh, Jeffrey's a big part of, of the Brazil. Mm-hmm. You mentioned his, his statement. Um, Boy, I I got to tell you, Les, I, I, we've talked about it when you were on before. And and by the way, I don't think I told you. I think Jody's overslept. I hope he's okay. But he was on oh, late okay. on WIP. Um, now, from the standpoint of Jeffrey and the coaching staff, you, you've mm-hmm. been around Jeffrey more than most. I, I think he's gotten overbearing in the post-Chip Kelly era when it comes to uh, uh, coaching staff. When you look at the setup, and and one of my pet peeves early on in in the thought process with this is you keep hearing this, well, now Nick's going to be a CEO coach. I argue he already was a CEO coach. Now he's a CEO coach with no power. So everybody's trying to look at him like he's going to be like John Harbaugh and Dan Campbell. I look at it like he's going to be more like, and you brought up Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett. When, yeah. when Jerry Jones said, hey, Jason, you can't call plays anymore. It's right. Scott Linehan's offense. How do you look at it? Yeah, I, I have a lot of questions. I, I don't – obviously, Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio, very competent, very – you know, the, taken discreetly, those are positive moves for the team. But when you look at the fact that Nick Sirianni is the head coach – and the people that Nick Sirianni picked for those roles are now gone. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and they're they're also making what I think are some positive moves with position coaches, getting more experienced people with, you know, reputations for developing talent. But, again, you have the people that are moving out are the people that Nick Sirianni put in those roles. <laughs> Yeah. And so what what does that say about Nick Sirianni? I, I, I it's I, it's a it's kind of a shotgun marriage here it seems like to me of a guy and his staff. Uh and not that he has no role or you know I'm not suggesting that Nick isn't involved in in making these decisions certainly he is but if his his Choices were so bad to begin with. What? Why? Yeah, why is are, he here? Why is he yeah. here? Yeah. Show the courage. That's where I. That's am. where I'm, I'm getting to. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's. They did everything but fire the guy. You know, and it feels like to me, and I certainly am often wrong, that you're going to have a year where this is going to be kind of a mess, where you're going to have a head coach who's watching Kellen Moore <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's not going to ha- be a great year and they're going to fire him next year and start over again. You know, I mean, I just, yeah. I, I just can't, uh, I know, think I it's all the arguments it. about the three years in the playoffs and the great record yeah. that he has and so on and so forth. But it, again, I've never seen a team play the last six weeks of the season, including the playoffs the way this team did and the coach not get fired. And 
the thing, the major frustration for me when Howie and and Nick finally met up with you guys, and I'm not blaming anybody because I've been in those things before, is everybody's yelling their question, and yeah. there aren't that many of them taken. But there was no opportunity in that format for anybody to formulate a nuanced question like, okay, you saw what happened. You guys saw what happened to this team the last six weeks of the season. What in the world? How do you explain that? And, you know, why? And it, it just, they skated right over that. You know, yeah. it's like, well, we did, the season didn't end up the way we, we hoped. And, you know, how he said something about, uh, I forget now what his wording was, but it would made it sound like they just lost games. You know, they didn't just lose games. Yeah. They lost their playoff game 32 to nine to a middling Tampa team. They weren't even competitive. You know, I mean, somebody has to explain that, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I agree. And, you know, it kind of gets lost in the sauce at times. I think if you go back to when you remember when Jeffrey um, went back to, to Howie after he fired Chip and there was the press conference and it was like, uh, I forget his title. It was at the time it was executive vice president of football operations, I think. And Jeffrey said, we're going to bring somebody else in as well. And then, you know, Jeffrey only talks two at the most three times a year back then. Yeah. And then it kind of, uh, the press conference one. was over and then it was like osmosis, how he just took over and there were no, no, no opportunities to ask questions about it. And it just kind of, yeah developed into that i think that's kind of what happens when you have these types of situations there's so much to ask about and i think when when that that post um season press conference i think we were hyper focused on nick's status yeah. and job and, well, and i'm not quite i'm not criticizing any of the questions that were asked yeah. they were all good questions and a lot of them were focused on what's going to happen now you know which is you have to obviously yeah. Uh, focus on that. There just wasn't, there ought to be another kind of opportunity to discuss these. Things. Oh, I agree. And, uh, and by the way, I think Jeffrey should have been the one talking about it because you yeah. had two people up there who didn't make the decision. Right. And I've been pretty steadfast that people want to blame Howie. When it comes to the head coach, that's Jeffrey's decision. Jeffrey's decision alone. Granted, he leans on Howie's uh, advice. Yeah. He's the consigliere, so to speak, but he's making the decision and he's not out there explaining it. So I thought, yeah. I think first and foremost, that's Jeffrey's uh, spot. He should be out there talking about it, but he doesn't want to be out there and it's his team no. and he can do what he wants. And he, um, I, I guess he'll talk at the NFL meetings this year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. going to be, you know, SRO. That's going to be uh, a yeah. lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of weight given to that. Yeah, and there should be. And, you, you know, he'll start with the filibuster and cut it down by yeah. 40 minutes. And uh, that's just uh, what Jeffrey – Jeffrey's very smart. He can he can do that. But back to the coaching staff, Les. Um, mm -hmm. I get a feeling they're trying to thread a very small needle with the offense. And yeah, um, uh, I'm stepping on Jody's toes. I'm going to go the hypothetical route because I say oh even – even, even if things are successful, um, and by that I mean if the Eagles turn back to what they were in 2022. So 
Maybe they win 13, 14 games. Maybe they go to the NFC Championship game. doesn't necessarily have to be the Super Bowl. But if you're back in that type of stratosphere, um, who's getting credit? Ain't Nick Sirianni, because he made yeah. the changes. It's probably, you probably got a better defense. Right. It's all Big Banjo. You probably improved the offense. Some of the stagnation, the staleness is out of it. And all of a sudden, Kellen Moore... Right. And what do you the do if you're Jeffrey Lurie? Do you fire the head coach? You can't fire the head coach nope. after you want 14 and three. So Kellen Moore's probably a head coach. He and might be, although he's had chances before. Uh, you know, he's been interviewed before. Apparently, you hear that he's not a great interview. You know, when the when the offense was doing well there in Dallas for a while, he was uh supposedly a hot candidate and it didn't happen. So maybe, maybe I mean that is always the problem. When you're relying on the offensive coordinator, who is not well, the head they coach, I, I would say they've know. had some great offenses in Dallas with Kellen yeah. Moore, and he is a very young guy. To your point, uh, he's still only yeah. 35 years old. That's right. Yeah, um, but you know, I that that very well could happen. Uh, I I just I I don't know how it will play out if they have a, a good season. It's uh, it's going to be really fascinating, and I think. Yeah, I don't see the upside of it. I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Right. I, I don't I don't see the upside of this. So yeah. I'm kind of well the single the single most important thing that has to happen here, if they're really going to have success, somebody has to get Jalen Hurts excited about running this off, whatever this offense is going to be. He has to be committed to it and you know really interested and and focused and uh happy with it which i don't think was the case at all ever last season looking back on it you know from the very first game i don't think he really i don't know if there's a problem with him and sirianni which would be really stupid on sirianni's part frankly that's yeah. the one guy that you can't afford to have a problem yeah. with but jalen hurts just hasn't been Everybody talks about how stoic he is, but his his demeanor wasn't what it was in 2022. He's stoic, but he's not glum all the time, and he's not sort of looking or sitting around looking, you know, exasperated all the time. And that's how I saw him last season. And they have to somehow get him back on the the boat and and rowing with both uh, both arms. You know, it's. Uh, and, well, and that, that, uh, if that happens, they've got a good team. Um, well, let's talk about Jalen because we talked about Jeffrey kind of skating by a decision by not speaking about mm -hmm. it. I think in a lot of ways, Jalen has skated by this uh, downturn in, in his yeah. production and, and people have blamed the coaches. Now, maybe it's the coach's fault, but I, I'm – I mean, you've been around this league for a long time. I always say it's personnel first, personnel first, personnel yeah. first. Doesn't matter who you have. Uh, Bill Belichick has had bad seasons. Uh, Andy Reid has had bad seasons. Um, they didn't become bad coaches in those seasons. Right. Um, so I always look at the players first, and he regressed. He wasn't nearly yeah. as good. Now, you know, when coaches get hired, I always joke, the only thing every every team in the NFL gets the guy they wanted all yeah. the way from head coach to quality control. It's never happened in the history of yeah. man. Last like the draft. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like the draft, like successful surgery. Have you ever heard of an unsuccessful surgery? Uh, when it comes to pro sports, uh, the next one will be the first um, until hindsight and everybody looks back. So one thing that struck me while being on uh, Twitter X on Championship Sunday, I'm, I'm watching, I'm following along. I probably shouldn't be. I, I probably should get the heck off. But And I'm like, I'm amazed. Nobody's talking about the players. They're all talking about the coaches. Yeah, and the coaches' decision. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, these these are not joysticks. The players. Yeah, that's that, true. Yeah, Doug Nussmeyer, Kellen Moore, Nick Sirianni are not going to fix Jalen Hurts if Jalen right. Hurts isn't doing his part. Are we being too soft on Jalen Hurts? That was a long winded question. Yeah. I apologize, but that's I wanted okay. to set it up. My answer is maybe. I tend to be a guy who takes up for the quarterback historically. Um, here's my thing, John. Last year's Super Bowl, at the end of that game, a lot of people thought Nick Sirianni had been outcoached. Nobody thought Jalen Hurts had been outquarterbacked. Um, I don't know. Everybody says Jalen Hurts has this incredible work ethic. And he's the greatest guy and all this stuff. I don't know. I'm not around him. You know, I don't go home with him or anything like that. You tend to, in that kind of situation where a guy has proved that he can play at the ultimate level of the game, as well as anybody that has, you tend to think it's not him, you know, when, when things go wrong, but obviously, you know, some of these, uh, Audibles that he made were disastrous. Uh, he needs to take responsibility for that. Uh, but I just think you have to the, – the, the talent is there. The aptitude is there, it would seem like. And somebody has to help him get straightened out here, I guess, is my perspective. That doesn't preclude him from being – responsible for things or being blamed for things. But I do think, you know, if he's the guy that everybody says he is, then an offense that really emphasizes what he does well and what the team does well, you know, that he'll, he'll succeed, I guess, is my, is, is my answer. If that, I don't know if it's a good answer, but. No. Yeah. And, and, and uh, by the way, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think that, you know, the, there's been certain comparisons because of what went on with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I, I don't like those comparisons at all because Jalen Hurts is is the type of guy who's going to work at, at very, very hard. And not that Carson didn't, but I think, you know, uh, Jalen has this extra sort of gear um, yeah. to where he really focuses and he's very self-aware, it seems to me. He he understands the negative parts of his game, and he, he tends to work at them. Now, I heard one sort of possibility that, that piqued my interest, and that was last year. If you think about the ship, the big contract, uh, he, he became a star. As you mentioned, the Super yeah. Bowl. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes. All of a sudden, he's getting all these endorsements. There's not enough time. I think the big, when you go 21 to 22, 
he went out to work with Tom House and Adam uh, Daydu in Los Angeles, and his mechanics got better. Now, I'm told he went out there, but he wasn't out there as long last season. Oh, okay. Maybe because he was getting pulled yeah. in a bunch of different directions. Indeed. yeah. And, and maybe that alone, if he gets back to his um, the system he set up before, right. maybe that helps. I, well, I, I think I'd the like offseason for everybody was, you know, when you go to the Super Bowl, they spent the whole spring, you know, talking about conserving energy and not working on the field. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I, all that's got to be out the window. I'm not going to say Nick's going to change, you know, and become Andy Reid and, you know, put guys in pads and stuff. But I think there's going to have to be work this offseason, you know, more than rest. And uh, they've got plenty of rest since the first week of the playoffs, you know. Um, I, I I think everybody can benefit, and I think Jalen can certainly benefit from having a more focused offseason. A I don't think, even though he's still a star, I don't think he's as anywhere near as hot as he was a year ago. No, uh, and I think you know it's it's kind of up to him to make that happen. You know, and I think if what I've seen, what I've read is that he was uncomfortable with a lot of that and how it took him away from his work, and he yeah. needs to make that clear that he's not going to do it that way he doesn't have to he's got the money no. you know he doesn't have to do commercials uh that he doesn't want to do um you know make it your priority that's true at les bowen make sure you follow Les on x and twitter before i let you go Les, and thanks for hanging out with me this morning on birth 365 i gotta talk i gotta shift to the defense big banjo Nobody's going to criticize Vic Banjo. I mean, Vic has got such a great reputation yeah. for being a defensive mind. But I got to tell I don't like this scheme. Yeah. I, I, I think the league is caught up to it. I think if you see all the people yeah. that yeah. used it, they were all in the bottom half of the league last yeah. season. I think you have the best guy now who runs it. So you're going to have the best version of the Vic Banjo scheme defense. But I've seen this, and you've seen it with Tony Dungy, and everybody copied Tony, and then everybody copied the Legion of Boom in Seattle, and then all of a sudden it shifts. I think we're at that point with big yeah. scheme. Um, I agree, yeah. Yeah, unfair I, or not, yeah. There was somebody, I, I forget now who it was, I want to credit, I read all this stuff, and uh, somebody mentioned that no Fangio defense was in the top 15 in DVOA yeah. this past year. Yeah, that was Jimmy, Jimmy Kemsky. That is that is striking, you know. Uh, I, but like you said, it all has to do with personnel. I mean, I've seen years when we mentioned Spagnuolo a little while ago. I've seen years when he looked like a bad defensive coordinator because he didn't have the guys to do it. You know, I think if maybe – I guess my – since you're since Fangio is here and there's nothing we're going to do about it, I guess the the way forward is to think about you know if they give him the right tools, it'll certainly be a better defense than they had last year. Yes, you know, that I agree. It might with. not be the best yeah. defense in the league, but it might still have some of the same vulnerabilities that the Super Bowl defense had. But it won't be just face down in the water, you know, with. Uh, one commentator said it looked like the three different levels of the defense were playing three different schemes. Yeah. You know, yeah. you won't have that. And I guess yeah. that's what we have to hang on to here. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't really see 
these things all do have shelf lives. You know, uh, the, the league finds ways of dealing with this stuff, and then you have to go to something else. And I do think that we might be at that point, yes. All right. I'm I'm always appreciative when Les agrees with me. I know I'm on the right track. Uh, <laughs> Les, Les is more here on oh Birds my. 365. Thanks for uh, hopping on with me. You missed Jody. Jody's about to, to jump back on. Yeah, I'm tell sure Jody hi for yeah. me. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. There, he's waving to you. He's apologetic. Right. Uh, so thanks, Les. Um, All right, guys. The great Les Bowen. Uh, appreciate him. More Birds 365 after the break, and Jody McDonald will be back. We can say hello to Jody this morning. Professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut and Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with first trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
And a good morning. Thanks for streaming in here on Birds 365. Thanks for joining the show, Jody. Uh, your pal, Jody Mack, here with us. Uh, first, my apologies to you, John McMullen, to Xander, to Les Bowen, and to the streamers. I'm supposed to be here every single day, and I just flat out didn't set my alarm. Plain and simple. I have, uh, I think, once or twice over the course of the two-plus years, sneaking up on three, that you and I have been doing this taking a power hit, and if I'm on WIP the night before till 2 o'clock in the morning, if the alarm don't go off, Jody Mac's not getting up at 6.30 like he usually does to be ready to do Birds 365. And that was the case last night. So if we'd taken a power hit, I might not have got... I didn't even take... We didn't take a power I just flat out forgot to set my alarm. This is completely 100% on me. My wife screams up. I'm sound asleep. I'm out. I'm done. Are, are you still in bed? Oh, my God. What time is it? I look at the clock. I came running downstairs. Thank you very much for finishing out with Les because I have been sitting in front of the computer here for 10 or 15 minutes just jotting down some notes on uh, what we should talk about for the second hour of the show, the first hour of which I missed. And let me apologize to the people on the stream, those who are have already checked in and may yet check in because I'll probably beat myself up for the next hour and uh, hour and change here. Uh, before we get out of here, they didn't kill me. I thought I'd go to the stream and oh my god, it, the idiot, blah blah blah. I won. I, I I think you'll start getting that tomorrow. You know the 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 Xander and I were joking. We started the show. You do it about once a year, and then the one time they they didn't let you forget it for a year. So oh yeah, that's why I, I I checked in. I said, let's see how creative they've got killing me yeah. today because I deserve it. I earned it. They kill me for reasons, you and I both, for reasons that we don't necessarily deserve. Uh, but, oh, I flat out deserve it today. So uh, thank you very much for cutting me a little slack. I think it's tentativeness because, you don't know, some real crap, bad crap might happen to somebody. Uh, that well, yeah, well, I, I always, I, I, I'm very. I hit by a car that's and then we go, oh, Jody, that a-hole didn't make it yeah. to the show. No, he's dead because he got hit no. by a car while walking his I, dog. I, yeah, I myself am very tentative about those types of things. My first thing is I hope, and I said to Xander, I hope Jody's okay. Yeah. That, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have that filter and go right to Where's that a-hole? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought I was going to get more juggler shots than, yeah. this morning than I did. So uh, thank you for cutting me a little slack, uh, Streaming Nation. Uh, thank you very much. I completely uh, take all the blame for this. This is on nobody else but me. Shame on me. But you were in good hands because Johnny Mac was uh, with Xander. Thank you, Xander, for jumping in and filling in the void uh, before we got less up. He had both Xander and uh, Les to run stuff off. Um, and we got Eddie Kratz going to join us. He'll take a shot. He should, at least, because I take shots at Ed Kratz. How's Sam Howell going to do this upcoming year for the commander? No, he's not going to play. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm ready, willing, and able to take any crap that anybody wants to throw my way because I deserve it. Um, what I'm not ready to do, and I got to find out if Johnny Mac is ready to do, and again, apologize because I missed the first 35, 40 minutes of the show. Um, is your passport up to date? It is not. I I gotta I gotta get to work on that. Um yeah, I I'm I'm not thrilled with that news, but uh um yeah, uh good for the Eagles, I guess. From we did talk about it. From a business standpoint, I get it. I don't think it's great from a fan's perspective. And no. you know, that's the home opener in theory. Now, 
the schedule's not out yet. Um, you have the extra home game, all that kind of stuff. But you know how that goes. Week one, now they could have shipped it if they weren't going to Brazil. Could have been on the road. Uh, yeah. But either way, this is the home opener for the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's in São Paulo, Brazil. Um, I don't think that's a good thing for the for the fan base as a whole. It is not. Um, but I will say this, and maybe you know if you do, please share um, how these type of negotiations go. The NFL just doesn't slap a cross-country trip on you without discussing it with you first. You don't get a yeah. schedule and say, oh, shoot, look, we're opening in San Paulo. No, there are negotiations about this. There are conversations that are pre-ad. Who's the uh, assistant general manager who previous was uh, uh, John uh, John Ferrari. John Ferrari. Uh, I guarantee you he was involved in a conversation because that's kind of part of what his gig is as a uh, assistant general manager of the Eagles and his former uh, title being compliance. Yeah, this was a conversation that was worked out well ahead of time. And kudos. Maybe I'm just a jerk uh, that when things stay under wraps and I don't expect them to stay under wraps. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I give credit to the people that are keeping things under wraps because now I expect everything to leak. There, there's no such thing as uh, a good hidden story in the, the world anymore. Uh, there are people that are out there that are making uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to unveil information before certain parties want it to be unveiled. You had not heard Whisper One about this, had you, Johnny Mac? No, just speculation and the fact that once they announced the four international games, we did know there was going to be a game in Brazil this year. And, you know, we all kind of mentioned 
that's the only possibility for an international game for the Eagles. But um, that was it as far as it went. Um, and, you know, last year it was Mexico. There were talk maybe the Eagles will go to Mexico. It, it, Les was good to have on about this subject because I asked him, and Les has been around um, this organization for a very long time. And he, he mentioned at one point, you know, the Eagles – didn't play in London for a long time. And they finally played in London and they were the road team. And, and, and Les mentioned that when they built Lincoln financial field, and I didn't even know this, um, Jeffrey Lurie evidently had to promise that they would not move home games. All home games would be at Lincoln financial field. So I have to check into this. Uh, the only thing that I could surmise is this is now an unbalanced schedule and the Eagles have the extra home game this year, every other year. Right. So they have an extra home game, and maybe they fulfilled the contract with the eight typical home games, and the ninth one they could use. I don't know. That's just speculation, but it's speculation. It makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me if they had to cut an agreement with Philadelphia just to get the funding and or the tax breaks or whatever else to get the stadium done. Uh, I know I didn't know that either. That's a uh, great nugget from Les uh, suggesting that. I, and I also always got the feeling, John, and you've been covering the Eagles for a long time. Me from uh, two steps back, you were right in the the thick of it. I always got the feeling that Laurie didn't love to go international. That they wasn't like he. Well, I think that's part of it too. Or, yeah, I think that's part of. It. He didn't like it either, and. You know, but now unless also talked about that, he kind of mentioned, you know, he thinks Jeffrey likes being, you know, important to Roger Goodell. He's never going to be Jerry Jones, but it's always nice to be in that group that's considered the powerful owners. And he'll for, forever be the team that first went to Brazil. I think that's uh, sort of a feather in his cap. Um especially if it becomes successful and it becomes a regular thing. Um, so all of that factors into it. And then Friday night too. I mean, it's a Friday night game. Well, um, let me, let me ask you a question. I think you, uh, it's going to be a nonsensical question, but we don't know that it's night yet. They have not announced the time. We're assuming yes, yes. it's going to I be a night game. That. Yeah, I don't never... think they're going to play a Friday two o'clock game. That no. makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But the only thing we know is the Eagles are going. We know yeah. that and the date. We don't know the time. Or we the don't opponent. know the opponent. And oh, by the way, we don't know the broadcast outlet uh, because they surely haven't come out with that yet. Someone called me on WIP last night and said it's going to be a streaming game, isn't it? And I said, could very well be. I'd put Amazon right there with NBC, Fox, CBS, ESPN, whoever they have their broadcast partners, um, because we've never had this before. And they did actually play a Friday game this past year on Black Friday. And it was on Amazon. And it was streamed. So if you're going with most recent developments, they hadn't played a Friday game in forever in the NFL. And they finally played one. Where was the broadcast? Amazon, and I think they're going to do that again this year would be my guess on Black Friday. Uh, they could very well do it for that game. Uh, so that's uh, – you got to wait. Uh, it came out of left field that it happened to be announced yesterday with not all the necessary information and strings attached. 
Uh, let's uh, uh, let me ask you about it from a practical side. Eagles have changed their coaching staff pretty significantly. Uh, we know that Nick Sirianni still had coach all the questions as to whether that was the right move, wrong move, whatever. They change out their coordinators. They change defensive coaches. I want to ask about a guy that, as per yesterday, looks like they're going to be adding to their staff another payoff from Vic Fangio having been around the league as long as he has and his contact. You want to start the season that way, going half around the world? Yeah, I also mentioned that with Les. Uh, before I get to that, though, Jody, I do want to say, because I did, I'm reading the release again. They did, they worded it weird, but they kind of confirmed it is on Friday nights. Night, okay. And it, because they said, in another first, the game will be played on Friday, September 6, 2024, the first time the NFL has played a game on Friday night um, on their opening weekend in over 50 years. So um, they did put that now it was they you know it was weirdly worded but they did kind of confirm it in that backhanded fashion that it will be on friday night as you mentioned the friday game i forgot about black friday because it's so weird but they yeah. started the black friday <laughs> so i'm glad you brought that up but um yeah to the point i mentioned that with less as well i you, you got a different coaching staff but, but you know we talked about it a lot the new coordinators um, how how is it going to shake out? Is this the best case to start from a football standpoint? I don't I don't think that's good either. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of silver linings from a football perspective for the Philadelphia Eagles to have this game in Brazil. For a business perspective, I think there's a lot of good. From a football perspective, no, I'm sure those guys don't want to go down there. The coaches, no, I'm I'm very sure of that. And for those of you, and we always have a couple here on our stream, uh, just Eagle fans in general, conspiracy theorists out there, uh, like probably we're thinking 45 minutes ago, ah, Jody's dead. Um, No, that didn't happen. Um, This is not going to be advantageous for the Eagles because they made as many coaching changes as they have during this offseason. I'd certainly be rather starting my season in the comforts of Lincoln Financial Field. Remember the opponent. Because whoever they're going to be playing is doing the same thing. They're going to be flying yeah. from a long way away into it, playing on a weird night, not used to doing Friday. Day. It, people quickly overlook that. It's only how the NFL is screwing my team and how it is tough on my squad and how it is unfair to my squad. They never get around to realize, oh, they're doing pretty much the same thing to the opponent. Now, maybe the opponent doesn't have as many changes as the Eagles have. That's an individual thing. We can't even comment on it because we don't know who the team is yet. But just when they officially name it, we start to get ready for the game. Remember, uh, the other team is being put out to do this for the good of the NFL and the good of globalizing the game. And that's what this is about. You and I have had this conversation before again, but... um, do you think the NFL is happy with the progress that they've made with all the games over in Europe, with the international games that they played? Do you think they're achieving the goal that they want to assure they're going to say that they are, but behind closed doors, do you think they're making the progress that they want? Um, yeah, I think they are. Uh, uh, to me, it becomes, you know, I, I always remember, and I brought this up uh, with Les as well, Roger Goodell, one of his uh, missives one year mentioned 
that he wanted to get this to being a $25 billion industry before he retired. That was his goal, $25 billion. At the time, they were like at 10 12 somewhere. And I'm like, boy, how do you get into 25 before you retire? You, you, you saturated the market. And the answer is international. I mean, there, there's not much more money they can bring out. They keep doing it, but, and there's, you know, whether it's, as you mentioned, streamers paying a hundred million for a game, um, they they're doing a good job here, but you can't get the 25 billion without opening new markets. And, you know, China's a big part of that. Uh, you, you're going to see a, 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 depending on geopolitical wins, because that can always change, but because their economy is so large, um, and 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 Brazil, obviously, this will be the first game in South America. And there's been talk for years about because the game's pretty popular now in Europe because of what they've done. And there is the thought process that boy, maybe you can have a team over there or a division over there. I it just never made sense to me logistically. I think the travel would be a nightmare, and still. As many international players as they've they've created through the Pathway program, most notably Jordan Mailata here from Australia, 99.5% of the players are from the United States um, and and Canada. Um, You know, are they going to want to uproot their lives to live in Berlin for seven months? Maybe some will love it, but I think the vast majority would be uncomfortable. I never thought it made sense logistically um but we'll see they've certainly got some inroads in europe no question about it and speaking of the commissioner roger goodell uh your special invitation for his state of the union address got lost in the mail johnny mac did you well i'm not there so i didn't apply for the invitation but oh uh, there was there was an applying process yeah you 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 had to apply um and, you know, I wouldn't have gotten it anyway because I'm not a national guy anymore. Um, well, I don't know. National right here, Johnny Mac, Bird Street 65 going across well, I the used to have I used to have a column that ran in about 300 different places. Then maybe I could have gotten it. Um, I don't know how they did it because I didn't ask. So because I knew I wasn't going because the Eagles weren't there. So, um but I, yeah, I don't know how they did it other than they shouldn't have done it. Um, right. Invitation yeah. only is wrong. Uh, yeah. Shame on Goodell and the NFL for that. Uh, I watched it after the fact. I don't think it was, do you know if it was broadcast live anywhere uh, at the time? I know they uh, put it uh, out via stream on, on the NFL.com and then you could go back and watch it. Yeah, that's, I assume it. it was on the NFL network, but I was watching it. Because I was writing. No, was the NF, the NFL Network. Um, oh shoot, was what time? Do you even know what time it took place? <sighs> I forget already. Because uh, CBS has got the broadcast rights, so their uh, on-field reporter um, hosted it, and all she did was, I think, ask the first question or two, and then they opened it up to questions from the audience. Um, I watched it. I saw it on NFL.com. So they had a uh, story and then a link to click on if you wanted to watch it. So I did watch it there. And one thing that did jump out to me talking about uh, Roger Goodell and his 
main uh, reason for having this very highly paid job he has continue to bring the coin in. He had handy the price of uh, Peacock that he knew exactly $4.99 a month. That's how much you have to pay for Peacock. Um, That's the commercial version. You can pay more and get no commercials. Oh, really? I think Um, it's $9.99, $11, something like that. Really? Twice as much to... No commercials. Subtract the commercials. See, I don't even know. Uh, I have Peacock. I don't know what I pay for it. It just... Uh, if if you're an if you were an Infinity Xfinity customer, you got it free for a period of time because it's NBC and that's NBC, um, the parent company. Um, and then at some point they started charging. They just added it to my bill. Uh, if I got a notification that said we're going to start to charge you now, I either just blew by it and <laughs> deleted yeah. the email or whatever. I said, all right, well they're going to hit me. What they're going to hit me because I knew I wanted it, because you and I wrestling fans, uh, we don't even need to go there. Uh, there was no question I was going to play whatever it was going to be for Peacock. Um, he had all the stat ready to go, and it was like Peacock was doing them a favor by allowing them to broadcast on there, that they're joining this great entertainment force, and that's where their fans are. They're getting this great package. before. He was basically a salesman for Peacock. I'm going... Man, is he getting an extra check? What is uh, Roger make about thirty million? Is he getting a million on the side for doing this commercial for Peacock? I think he's up to fifty, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, Holy mackerel. That the belief in in the television industry is that's the way things are going. Now the belief has been that way for 15, 20 years, and if you look at TV ratings in general, yeah, they stink except for the NFL. Uh, uh, in a lot of ways, the NFL props up the entire industry. So, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, um, but things seem to be heading towards streaming. Uh, traditional linear networks keep losing customers, and streamers keep gaining customers. Now, Netflix. We talked. You talked about wrestling. WWE got a five billion dollar deal from Netflix, so. They're in the game, and if they're in the game, that changes the game because they're the biggest. They're even bigger than Amazon and Peacock, but they haven't gotten into live sports. Uh, when they do, everybody's excited about that. Um, so, yeah, uh, they're very cognizant of making the streamers happy now. And a quick uh, note before uh, we get uh, Ed Kratz here, we got to take a break and then bring Eddie Kratz in. Um, i I think I'll probably mention here with you on Bird 365. I know I bitched about it on radio. The one thing about streaming, and I can't believe that they haven't uh, been able to advance the technology to this point because it is such a growth industry and so much money is being made from it and uh, sunk into it. And they're like, they, they got to get to a point where you can just go to it. It takes 25 to 30 seconds for you to get to where you want to get to. At least now on my TV to go from a game being broadcast on cable to get to a game being streamed. First, you got to find the streaming service. Then you got to say whether it's you, your wife, or your daughter watching you. You got different (laughs) people who can check it. Then you got to get to the main page. Then you got to find the thing. And then you got to wait. They'll offer you. Do you want to watch a quick replay of the game, a summarized replay, highlights of the game, or go to it live. And it takes you about 35, 40 seconds to get there. I'm used to going game to game to game to game to game to game. Hit that one button back and forth. 
I'm sure that at some point the technology is going to catch up and you're going to be able to do that. We're not there yet. And that's my main bitch about streaming. I, I, I'm impatient. I need my, uh, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And plus I want to change the channel during commercials. I, I, I don't want to get out. You're done. You got 45 seconds. Get back in again. After you change that channel, they, they they want you to the streamers that do have commercials. They want you to watch the commercial. Yeah. It's complicated, but I think most young people, and this amazes me, they're watching stuff on their phone. It's a little bit easier on their phone. And, the thing you know in my house when younger people come over they're all sitting there if they're they're watching stuff on their phone i got three massive tvs they don't want to watch it yeah they want it's amazing to me so i think that's that's the where things are going uh, we uh, got off on a streaming tangent. Uh, thank you for indulging us, Birds 365 fans. We'll pay you back. Here's how we're going to pay you back. We are going to allow you to hear from Ed Kratz, the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny's running buddy at Sports Illustrated, Sam Howell's biggest fan in the Delaware Valley. Yeah, see, I had to take a shot at Kratz before he takes a shot at me for missing the first hour of the show. Uh, Ed Kratz. Ed probably didn't even know. He probably uh, didn't know. He knows now. Everybody's going to let him know. I kind of screwed up today. But I'm here now. Glad to be with my buddy John McMullen. And we are very glad to have Ed Kratz joining us next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, 
Then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got your Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365. Yes, my apologies. I overslept today. Johnny Mac, thank you very much for carrying my water for the first uh, 55 minutes of the show today. But I'm here to make fun of Ed Kratz. So uh, it's going to end up being a fine day for me as far as I'm concerned. Uh, EK, how you been, buddy? Hey, you know who doesn't oversleep, Jody? Oh, Sam Howe. Sam Howe, Sam Howe is, he, is he an early riser? Yeah, he's way, an early, he's very early first By one the way, I think, I think, I think Sam Howe's going to be an NFL starting quarterback next season. I think that I think the Commanders are going to trade him and get something for him. I I think he proved enough to where there's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks, and you could do worse than Sam Howe. Now it's not going to be in Washington. Washington's going to take depending on what Chicago does, they probably like Caleb Williams because they hired Cliff Kingsbury. But um, I think Sam Howe is going to be a starting quarterback. I think they can get something for him. I'm not saying, you know, maybe yeah. a conditional fourth that turns into a third, something like that. You know, teams are desperate at quarterback. Thoughts, yeah. Ed Kratz. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you, man. That guy's work ethic is so unjody <laughs> un, un, so mac like it's uh how can you not take a flyer on the guy uh, <laughs> even even sitting here having overslept into today's show i got more of a chance to be significant contributor in the nfl next year than somehow wow i'll set the over under johnny mac i'll take whatever action you want over under starts for Boy, him well next uh, year the key is to three the- the I'll team. take the under three. You think he's going to start all year? Uh, anywhere, no, any well, team, you get all 32 teams, the number of starts at quarterback by Sam Howell in the NFL. Well, no, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Washington just can just keep him as a backup because he's cost-effective. But I'm saying if they're smart, I would, I would spin him off and get something for him. Now, it depends what they can do in the backup situation. Look, there's a lot of teams – that need quarterbacks. And there's going to be more teams that need quarterbacks, depending on how the draft shakes out and how free agency shakes out. Um, and, and is he one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the world? Yes. He's probably 27 to 32. He's probably in that bottom five, but that's how I look at it. He's a NFL starting level quarterback. So I'm going to give Ed Kratz credit on that one. Um, and I didn't expect that, to be honest, uh, when he started the year in Washington. Um, now, the bigger news, uh, Ed Kratz, is your passport up to date? <laughs> I, I know you're going to Japan, so it's got to be, right? It's got to be. 
Yes. Yeah, I bet. You know what? I better check it, though, just to be sure. You're right. That's a good reminder for me. I'll put it on my to do list to make sure it has not expired since I've gotten it. I don't think it has. But yeah, um, well, that's a long way to go for a regular season game, isn't it? Sao Paulo, Brazil. Woo! Uh, gas it up, Woo! baby. That's on a, a good Friday night. Yeah. 10, 11 hour flight. Uh, yeah, Which is still don't... not as far as Japan. You know, I got to get on a plane in October sometime to go to Japan whenever my son and wife figure out when. Yeah, well, I was telling you, I've, I've always wanted to go to Japan because I'm a wrestling fan and wrestling's big in Japan. Yeah. So I've always had uh, a pro wrestling fan. It's an amateur wrestling coach uh, and it's very big in Japan. So I always said, I, I'd like to go to Japan. San Paolo, Brazil, other than, well, there's certain reasons I'd like to go, but you know. Uh, yeah, I would rather have a uh, Friday night at Lincoln Financial Field in week one. Yeah, it sounds exotic. It, Sao, Sao it Paulo sounds like an exotic place to go for sure. Oh, it definitely is. Definitely. I'd be interested to see how many Eagles fans, you know, make that journey. That's a tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one. It's not like driving up to the Met, MetLife Stadium to watch the uh, the Giants and the Eagles play. Uh, so we'll <laughs> see. You know, who's going to be the star of Sao Paulo, Vic Fangio. Gonna fit like a glove. Uh, the <laughs> party atmosphere that is Sao Paulo. Was that Ryan Lochte who got uh, arrested in Brazil? Don't take, uh, 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 don't urinate in public at a gas station. I believe that was Brazil. Yeah, was that it? could that could get Vic Fangio in trouble too. Yeah. You see that all the time in New Jersey, though. You know. The, yeah, well, you can do it in Jersey. Yeah. They're not. They're not yeah, <laughs> they, they don't. They don't accept that in Brazil. They got more class than us, evidently. Just yeah. be smart enough not to get caught. All right, uh, we got a bunch of things we got to hit with Kratz. First things first, new offensive coordinator. I guess it's now official because the Eagles not only announced it, released a statement, they released a statement from the head coach on how excited he is for the meshing of the ideas between what used to be his offense, now our offense, Kellen Moore and uh, Nick Sirianni. Uh, I guess they wanted to do it. They had to do it this way. Are uh, you going to get a press conference at some point with both Fangio and more? You're going to do it separately. Uh, we know these changes have come down. We know what the, we think we know what it's going to be like. Um, but when do we, in your guesstimation, get a chance to actually hear from the parties who are going to have to work together hand in hand? Yeah, I mean, listen, last year, and, and I looked this up, the Eagles hired Desai and Brian Johnson, I think it was January or uh, February 28th, right? Like two weeks after the Super Bowl. But we didn't get to talk to him until the rookie minicamp, I think, on May 11th. So, yeah. uh, you know, not never had Never had an introductory, huh? No, yeah. we yeah. never had an introductory. Now, I know the season went longer last year. You know, it was, you know, then your free agency starts like two weeks after they hired them. So I'm sure, you know, everybody was kind of involved in that process. And then, uh, you know, after that, I guess it's the draft buildup, but they weren't made available until May 11th, first day of the rookie minicamp. So uh, this year, a month earlier, they were hired. I would hope that we would see them. I mean, the combine, the scouting combines coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, it would be nice to kind of get their thoughts on everything going into the combine uh i'm not sure we will though but, but yeah, we'll see let, let me ask you about that because john and i just discussed it about the senior ball that yeah. howie Rosen was not spotted there basically all week did you ever hear from anybody john who said that they actually no, he was out? not he was not there um did confirm he was not there neither was nick sirianni 
Uh, Alec Hallaby led the contingent. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Dom was there. Everybody saw Dom. Uh, Matt Russell was there, who's their senior personnel guy, um, was there. So it was sort of Alec and, and Matt Russell were the the top guys. So do we say. think Howie and Fangio and Moore and Nick Sirianni are going to ghost the combine as well? The, no. their, their new way of doing things is we'll no. get others to do it and then come back and we'll have this great meeting and we'll break down the video, whatever you have. Uh, is that the new standard operating procedure for the Eagles? No, the the NFL mandates uh, coach and GM speak at the company. not anymore. Ed, the the Rams don't go. There's yeah, I I huh. I did the, the the I think Jody's on to something. They might. Mm. I don't think the Eagles do it because there's such a strong Philadelphia contingent that goes out there, and they're not going to screw them over because the only reason they're going out there, let's be honest, is to talk to Howie and Nick. Um, I don't think the Eagles are going to do it this year, but I can see it down the road. You know, they're getting worse and worse when it comes to the media. I could see them announcing down the road. You know what? We're not going to do this anymore. Um, I think it's closer. I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's happening this year, but I think it's a possibility. It, it happens in the future. There were like three or four teams that didn't send their guys out there, either coaches or GMs. That'd be a bad look, to be honest. Uh, I don't think you can get away with that here in Philadelphia. Maybe in L.A. where, you know, the fans aren't as passionate, obviously, as Philly fans. But, boy, that would be a really tough sell to say, hey, we're not going and why we're not going. There would be no reason good enough, to, in my opinion. No, not in my opinion well, I either. agree. I, I'm, I, I, I'm still I'm not, kind of giving not, Yeah. Go ahead, John, I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm saying I could see them doing it in the future. That's all I'm saying. I could see them doing it in the future. I don't think they should do it. Um, I agree with that aspect. But yeah, you know how they've tried to limit things as much as humanly possible over the past number of years, and I think it's going to con- continue to go in that direction. Unfortunately, I mean. Makes no sense to me. And yeah, I'm critical of the Eagles that they didn't have uh, Howie down and or any of their key coaches down at the senior bowl. I did. Why? What are they doing home? All right. I know they're still tinkering with the staff. They would have lost a key uh, defensive tackles, somebody because they weren't ready to meet with their agent. What's more important? This Eagle, this upcoming Eagle draft is as big a draft as they've had in a couple of years. The talent needs to be replenished on this team. They've got all these compensatory draft picks. You telling me Howie Roseman's presence, best place for the Philadelphia Eagles, wasn't at the combine uh, at the Senior Bowl last week? I, I throw the flag on that and say BS. <laughs> yeah, I'm right with you. I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it is an important draft. They have two uh, two second round picks, a first round pick, all the comp picks you mentioned, and you could just go down the list of what the Eagles need, and it, it's a pretty long list. Um, obviously, uh, and to not be there, uh, I don't know. I, it, it's not a good look, clearly, and they should have been there. But, you know, they delegate this authority, I guess, to whoever it was there, uh, and they're going to rely on whatever they tell them. Uh, you know, maybe that's a new way of doing business. But you're right, what are they doing? You know, is, is the sta- I know the staff's important, but, you know, you don't have to be in town to, to put your staff together. You can do that anywhere. 
You can well, make I would no say deal. don't don't blow out your staff, and you can have everybody down there. Right, we're back uh, to that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why they weren't there because they were hiring coaches, and you know, as far as why were the major coaches not there? Well, they didn't have any major coaches. Well, Bix's in place, but Kellen, they didn't announce. Kellen didn't put pen to paper till yesterday, so. They don't even have coaches to go down there. So <laughs> if you want people at the senior bowl, maybe don't fire your whole coaching staff. Well, That's you have Nick Sirianni, you know, for three days to go down there. You don't have to stick around for the game. There's three days of practice. Well, he's that, hiring guys. Well, yeah, the, again, you, you don't have to be sitting in your office at Novacare Complex mm-hmm. to hire anybody these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, John, do you think he hired the DB's coach yesterday from uh, the Broncos, who's coming in? To, well, I, do I, you I, think that was a Vic Fangio? Hire? I, I do think it was. I do think it was a Vic Fangio hire, but yeah. um, you know, the Eagles are bending over backwards, and you saw it with Kellen Moore. The statement comes from um, Nick Sirianni. They're bending over backwards to make it seem um, certainly that Nick Sirianni's in control of hiring his staff still. I don't think any of us believe it, but yeah. they're trying to create that perception as best as possible. I yeah, know. no, I think it, terms are being dictated to Nick, and uh, you know that's just the way it's going to be. And yeah. Vic Fangio, I'm sure, is just has the complete control to hire whoever he wants to fill out his staff. And I think Kellen Moore will be given that same, uh, you know, free run. I mean, listen, to get Kellen Moore, they probably had to promise him that yeah, it's going to be your offense, it's going to be your fingerprint on the coaches. Uh, because he's a young up, upcoming coach, or at least he was before he went to the Chargers. And even in in Los Angeles with the Chargers, there were some factors that kind of went it worked against him with, you know, Herbert getting hurt and his receiving core kind of undermanned. Um, so, yeah, I think to get Kellen Moore to come here, they had to give him what he wanted. And I'm sure one of those things is you get to pick your coach, you get to run your offense, you get to call the plays, and uh, we'll see where that goes. And, oh, by the way, in our number one here on Birds 365 without Jody McDonald, went fine. Thank you very much. Uh, Les Bowman made a great point. We can talk about the coaches all we want, experience and conflict. If you don't have the players, it's not going to work. Yeah. They, they, they're, several years ago, people were saying, oh, Steve Spagnola's done. Uh, Spags just doesn't have it anymore. Spags is not going to. And now he is the genius defensive coordinator of the National Football League in Spags We Trust. Do you think maybe it's because they did some good work drafting young defensive backs who stepped in and became all pros? Uh, you think it was all because of Spags, or you think the general manager did a good job of replenishing the defense this year? Did Spags go from smart to dumb to smart again? No. It's all about the talent anyway. So the reason Howie Roseman wasn't at the senior – never mind. we well, it all has to start with the coaches. You have to get the coaches in place yeah. first, right? I mean, because that's just the, the the order of things, right? Because then we'll have free agency, and we'll see who they bring in during that, and then you have the draft. But you have to have your coaches in place, so um, that's kind of the priority right now. But you're right; if you don't have the talent, and you know, the Eagles don't have the talent, especially on defense. Clearly, we all know that. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it, it, Vic Fangio will look a lot smarter if Howie Roseman brings in some talent on that side of the ball. All right, I want to throw something at both of you guys. I saw from our buddy uh, Jeff Mosher inside the birds, um, and he and Adam are pretty plugged in when it comes to coaching stuff and the agent stuff. So I, I give it more credence than maybe some others. And uh, so this is what Jeff said. Um as we and Jody's not going to like this. As we were told, Cliff Kingsbury 
was the leading candidate at first to be offensive coordinator offensive coordinator when they were looking for someone to replace Brian Johnson. What we were told is they had the second conversation with Kingsbury where you talk more and discuss the framework and somewhere along the, the line, the Eagles liked his concepts and what he could do offensively, but there was a certain level of autonomy. They were not willing to go that far. What the hell? We talk about threading needles they're not only trying to thread the needle, they're trying to thread the smallest head on a needle possible. If they're talking about, all right, we want to give the offense to somebody else, whether it's Kellen Moore or Cliff Kingsbury, but but we also want you, and Nick kind of mentioned this at the season-ending press conference, Ed, we want to keep some things that we've done well. Is that the needle they're trying to thread when they're doing this stuff? What are we doing here? Hire somebody and do a job. Yeah. Well, you know, there's going to be a meshing of ideas. There has to be. I mean, the Eagles, it wasn't like their offense was was terrible. I mean, it was top 10. Well, I 25 points a game. I mean, they did some things well, just not enough things. And they need new ideas. And that's what they want this guy to to bring, Kellen Moore. And maybe they didn't feel like Cliff Kingsbury brought enough of those things or just – Kingsbury wasn't happy with it. But listen, the Raiders didn't hire him either as their OC. You know, he went to well, Las yeah, Vegas. He's, he's got a big thing. He wanted three years and they only offered him two years. So he had a bunch of people after him. He had a bunch of options. Yeah, uh, but the Raiders didn't seal the deal. So he went to Washington. And now the Eagles are going to have to play that offense uh, twice a year. And, uh, you know, we'll see exactly how Cliff Kingsbury can turn that around and what Kellen Moore can do. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be great to watch. Yeah, I'll take the Eagle offense over the commander offense for the next two years, three hours long. Uh, Kingsbury is there. It doesn't bother me in the least, John. You said you don't think Jordy like that. Good. If that's why Cliff Kingsbury well, no, I isn't meant here, from the standpoint good job, wanted, Howie. Good job, Jeffrey. I, I, I whatever need, whatever explanation you needed to throw out there to say, yeah, that's why we couldn't hire Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, but I, I really if, they, if they wanted him first, I want it from that standpoint. They wanted him first, again, in your mind, in theory, that would be a bad decision. Correct. If they wanted him first, we're back in the, you know, they wanted Adam Gaze before they got Doug Peterson. Maybe it works out, but uh, it's, yeah, I don't know what's well, going and, on. And Washington wanted Ben Johnson first, but Ben Johnson wanted how many millions per year for, as a first-time coach? I mean, never. Boy, I, you know, Josina. Josina is the one who put out fifteen million, and she got killed for it. I think it was fifteen million. I think it was asking for fifteen million dollars to be a first-time head coach. Fifteen million dollars. Nick Sirianni, as a comparison, got seven million dollars. He right. was looking for fifteen million dollars. So I, I, once again, don't care the reason that uh, Cliff Kingsbury is not the Eagles offense quarter. I'm just happy that that's the case, and I don't think he'll do a great job for the commanders, but we'll see. That's the beauty of it. It plays itself out on the field. I just I look back at his work and think because Johnny Manziel had a couple of good years on the collegiate level a couple of years ago, that's – that's why oh, he's going to be a you great are a Cliff, I don't know. I, I have nothing against Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know him. I, I have nothing against Kellen Moore. I don't know him. I'll give them both a chance. But he's done more than Johnny Manziel. He had Case Keenum setting records. He had Patrick Mahomes setting records. I mean, 
And now we're in the NFL, right? So his NFL track record is what? That he's going to command a three-year Kyler Murray. You had Kyler Murray setting franchise records. If he was here, I would say. They they never had a more prolific passer with the Cardinals than Kyler Murray. That Uh, one year Kyler Murray had? Woo, you forget the one year Was it a year or was it a half year? No, it was a year. I'll look it up. Yeah, Yeah, it was spectacular. I mean, they fell off, yeah, but he was spectacular. Uh, Numbers-wise, when he got that big contract, um, let's see, he he completed, uh, and and it was actually three years, but his biggest years, 3,900 yards passing, 26 touchdowns, 67% completion percentage, 819 more on the ground, 11 touchdowns. He was good. Um, and, and he had three big seasons in a row, uh, before he got, uh, injured. Did he, did he get him to the playoffs? Have the, have the car, have the, were the Cardinals in the playoffs? They one and done one year. Yeah. One, one and done, done one year. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he's had success Kingsbury, but listen, you know, I think we're splitting hairs here between, you know, Moore and Kingsbury. I like more. I mean, I think. I agree. I, you know, I would have said either one. I said either one would be fine for me, but I did say. Here's how I framed it. Cliff looks like the better guy to do to accentuate what Jalen Hurts does well, but Kellen is the better guy if you want him to evolve and do some of the stuff that everybody talks about under center, um, handle blitz, hot routes, you know, things like that. I think he's the better one to help him evolve. And if that's the choice, John, that's a great point. If that's the choice, you're Howie Roseman. You're Jeff Floyd. What would you prefer? Let's accentuate what he does he, well I, or I, evolve. I would prefer evolution. Yeah. Yeah. But that's they, why they got the right hire. Um, yeah. But they seem to want Cliff first, um, which is fine. And we'll see how it works out. Um, but I think both are good. I think both would have been good hires. But I think the best hire would have been to let Nick Sirianni run his damn team. I think that would have been the best hire. But that's that's out the window. So yeah, I don't think that was negotiable. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, it wasn't. Yeah, no. it wasn't clearly. John clearly, still, was not. He's still singing that uh, "Keep the Band Together" tune. Um, continuity is the key. Continuity's need, king. They they needed to do something to shake this thing up a little bit. All right, Eddie Kratz, we got a game coming up on Sunday. You don't need your passport. All you need is a one-way ticket to Vegas, and then you come home with the millions of dollars you're going to make gambling, and you're allowed to, aren't you? Sports Illustrated doesn't keep you guys from gambling, do they? They don't have a, uh inner company no. memo that says you can't gamble. You guys can uh, turn the world on its ear by uh, picking winners, can't you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, sure. Inside info, too. We take yeah, advantage of it. That's why we've got that on is for great inside info. So give us your great insight and info on the upcoming Super Bowl between the 49ers and the Chiefs. Here's the thing that I've been uh, hammering on, Ed, and maybe it's uh, foolish, but here's the pick. Who's got the better team? 53-man roster, better team. San Francisco's got the better roster. Who's got the better quarterback and a coach? Oh, that'd be Kansas City. Although the quarterback and the coach aren't too shabby with San Francisco. You're not Andy Reid and uh, Patrick Mahomes. We're talking Hall of Famers. Which is more important, the better team or the better guy at two key positions like quarterback and uh, coach, head coach? If I knew the answer to that, I'd be able to pick the game. 
because I don't know. I can't pick it yet, but I'm going to ask you to do it, Ed Kratz, which is more important. Well, you mentioned the two things, and they both favor the Chiefs, right? I mean, the better roster is one, right? You think the ro- you think the Chiefs oh, roster oh, is better than the 49 roster? Yeah, you know, I no, I, you're no, right. I don't. I, don't. I think the 49ers have a better. They have better weapons, obviously, on offense. They're toughs to stop. Um, but I think this defense on the Chiefs is vastly underrated. I mean, I don't think it takes too much of a backseat to what the 49ers roll out there. Um, you know, I, I like this Chiefs defense. It's proven to be very good all season long, and yet it still is, seems underrated to me. So uh, I like having the better coach and the quarterback in a big game for sure, uh, and that favors Mahomes and and, uh, and Andy Reid. And, you know, that's a reason I would probably take the Chiefs. I will take the Chiefs in this game is because of the quarterback and the head coach, the experience. I know San Francisco was there just a couple years ago, and they probably feel – you know, like this is unfinished business for them. Um, but I think this Chiefs defense has been underrated all year long. You mentioned Steve Spagnola, who has gone from, you know, hey, does he still have it to now he has it again because he's got guys like George Karloff yeah. off the edge who they drafted uh, a couple years ago. And, you know, they have underrated linebacker play, I think, uh, you know, with uh, Bolton and uh, Tranquil. And, um, you know, I like Janarius Sneed. Uh now, it's kind of concerning that Sneed wasn't at the Super Bowl media night uh, Monday night. Yeah, but Ian said it was a good for a good reason, not a yeah. bad reason. So I don't hopefully, think you know, to worry about it. Yeah, hopefully it's that. But, uh, yeah, but I, I think this this Chiefs defense is, is, is good enough to hold down the 49ers. Now, we'll see how Brock Purdy plays in this game. Uh, that's the big question mark to me is can he perform like he has performed most of the season he's prone to some inconsistencies and how will he handle the pressure of playing in a Super Bowl Um, whereas Mahomes you know that that won't bother him one bit he's been here done that so I like the Chiefs to win this game second straight Super Bowl Um, so do I Ed but everybody's picking the Chiefs I go yeah when everybody goes one way I start looking at the other way and I'm like but I can't I think San Francisco is the better roster. Um, as Jody mentioned, uh, edge at quarterback and, and coaching staff. I think coaching staff because I think Steve is better than Steve Wilkes. Steve Spagnola is better than Steve Wilkes. I think Steve Wilkes just plays what they play, and Spags is going to come at Brock Purdy from 97 million different directions. Uh, so I think it's more than just Andy. Um <laughs> And I do think the Kansas City defense is more talented than people realize. So yeah. maybe the roster deficiency. The one thing San Francisco is a big advantage in, you mentioned, is skill position players. Yeah. They're just much better skill position players. And if Christian McCaffrey has a big game or Debo has a big game, that could ship things. But, man, I can't get off Kansas City, and I want to get off Kansas City. I want to find a way to get off Kansas City. So somebody talk me into it before I make my final prediction. Somebody somewhere talk me into it. In, in Brock, we trust. Jump on that Purdy bandwagon with me, Johnny Mac. That's what you got to do. You want to take the 49 You're picking you Kansas City. On... What's that? I think, I think you're picking Kansas City. You no, seem to be I'm, leaning I'm, that. I'm leaning toward the 49ers. Are you? Oh, oh yeah. There's a little giveaway. All right. All right. Leaning. I thought not, you were leaning. Friday, I, I will make well, it I thought, I from leaning, the way and I'm definitely leaning toward the over. I think both Mahomes and Purdy are going to go up and down. Even though I 
like San Francisco's defense. We're singing the praise of Kansas City defense. I think it's going to be a game where both teams are in fear of the fact that the game's got to be played in the 30s and will play that way from snap one, that this is not going to be 17-10 like last week, Chiefs and Ravens. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, yeah I, I, I that's, a good, that's a good point. I, think, I well, I don't know what the over or what the number is for 47. the over. And 27? 47. Oh, 47. <laughs> and I think it'll be played yeah. in the 50s. Um, yeah, well, 38-35 last year. That was yeah. certainly the over. I don't think this one's going to be 38-35, but, again, I don't think it's going to be 17-10 either, no. so I'll lean toward the over. All right, Ed Kratz, we expect you to get out and get your passport done before the day is over. No. You got uh, time to run out to the whatever uh, local establishment you need to to get a new new stamp. On your uh, he's going to be a world traveler this, uh, this fall. Yeah, we'll see about that Brazil trip. I'm not all in on that one yet. You're not but, in uh, just yet. Right, no, that's know. a lot of you know. Japan's well, a 14, 15 to go to go to Brazil and then have to go to Japan a few weeks later. Yeah, you, know, you might want to beg off Brazil. All I don't right. think my the human body is built for that sort of uh, <laughs> uh, jet lag. <laughs> Eddie K, appreciate it, bud. We'll get you back up in a couple of weeks. Talk then, big guy. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Rats. Uh, here with us on Birds 365. All right, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac, we got to come back and put a bow on the show. But Birds fans, before we do that, here's your chance to save up to 40% on your car insurance. And you can do it right now from one of Jacob Sports' great partners. Is what you need to do. Call one of the managing partners, either Jim or Fran, and tell them you're a friend of both Jacob Sports and Birds 365. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. 
Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Get ready for the big game with Underdog Fantasy and sign up right now with your verified account. Use the word WIN when you register. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $1 million in giveaways and underdog credit on Super Bowl Sunday. And there's a new customer special for anyone that signs up this week for Patrick Mahomes. Get ready for Super Sunday and set up your account right now with Underdog Fantasy and use the word WIN. Welcome back here with you on Birds 365. Again, my apologies for those of you who streamed in early, got out, came back. Oh, Jody Max there. I wasn't there at the start of the show today because I just lately overslept and didn't set my alarm. And yeah, I'm a creature of habit. If I don't have my alarm, I'm not getting up. I was on WIP till two o'clock in the morning. Wouldn't happen unless I had that annoying. That's why I checked when we were, I, I checked and said, yeah, Jody was on late. So. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, if I don't have the alarm, I'm not getting up. Uh, so that's my bad. I apologize. Thank you very much for Xander and John and, and Les Bowen jumping in and uh, carrying my water for me this morning. Uh, I promise to be up uh, tomorrow, although I'm on WIP late night again tonight. So uh-huh. this goes over. I'm going up and set my alarm 24 hours in advance to make sure that it, it is set. Uh, John, one thing we didn't really get a chance to, and my bad for not being here, um, the uh, apparently the defensive back coach that the Eagles will have coming in from Denver has Vic Fangio ties, uh, Chris yeah. Parker. Um, he got several coordinator interviews during this uh, coaching cycle. Didn't get a gig, but he did get interviews. That's a pretty good sign for a guy who uh, doesn't get national acclaim. They're not, he's not talked about a lot. If you look at the DBs in Denver, He's done a good job these last several years developing some of the uh, guys. Patrick Sertain showed up with a lot of talent, but the progression he's made during his career has been pretty damn impressive. Uh, This is one of the reasons why you hired Vic Fangio to begin with, right? He was going to have the ability to add some quality guys to his Yeah, I I will say, though, I don't know if you saw, but Joe Barry, who is one of the guys he interviewed to be linebackers coach, is going to Miami. Um, so they're not going to get Joe Barry, the former DC in uh, Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, ironically, going to Miami, who hired uh, Anthony Weaver from. So they're shifting towards more of the Baltimore defense, which I think is getting more. It might overtake Vic's defense that scheme. Uh, so many of their guys are getting pilfered. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I got yelled at because Christian Parker. So he had it set up. I've mentioned Vic in Miami had it set up. He had a passing game coordinator, secondary coach. It was Ronaldo Hill, a cornerbacks pass game specialist. It was Sam Madison, safeties coach. It was Joe Casper. He already got Joe Casper's coming back to be the safeties coach. So where does Christian Parker fit in? 
I think he's going to be the cornerback's pass game specialist. And I put that on Twitter last night, and a lot of people said, oh, you got a couple DC interviews. He's not coming here to not be the secondary coach. And I said, until Ronaldo Hill, until that domino falls and he goes somewhere, and whether Miami keeps him or Philadelphia gets him, he was a former defensive coordinator already, mm-hmm. and he was Bick's passing game coordinator in Miami. Until that domino falls, I got to believe, and he's got much more experience. Uh, Christian's only 32 years old. Um, and, and I think he's going to set it up that way where he has a passing game coordinator, secondary coach, cornerbacks, pass game specialist, safeties coach. Um and Christian Parker right now, I think, is going to be that cornerbacks. That's his expertise, cornerbacks, as you mentioned, Patrick Sertan. But, you know, he's an up-and-coming coach. So getting coordinator interviews isn't a bad thing. Right. But if they can get Ronaldo Hill and sew that thing together, that'd be pretty pretty impressive. And, oh, by the way, you can have your just general opinion and feelings about the Fangio defense and is it past its time in the NFL? Is everybody caught up? All those things. One thing I don't think you can uh, question about Fangio is he knows how to put a staff together. Well, that That's one thing where experience absolutely, in my mind, plays a ton. He's been doing this forever. So if there's anybody out there that is going to be able to not only hire the right people, but have them in the right positions and have their responsibilities well documented to them, I, I got to believe Fangio is going to be really good at that this year. Now, the defense may or may not be as good as we wanted to or needed to be because the talent just personnel, isn't there. Yeah. Right. Personnel that's going to be the number one determinant of whether Vic Fangio is good or bad. But I have a lot of faith in his ability to uh, look at talent at, on the coaching side and put them in the right positions to, to be able to do their job. I don't I don't think you can question Fangio on that coming into the season. All right. We're uh, over time. Again, my bad. All I meet, this is my, I'll do uh, three Hail Marys and four Our Fathers when the show is over and done with. Thank you for your forgiveness. Uh, J-Mac, uh, we got uh, Matt Verderame joining us tomorrow, and I'm forgetting who's on. Uh, Tommy Lawler. Tommy Lawler, that's right. Still, our, our usual Wednesday guest is out in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Oh, I hope he loses his shirt. Oh, yeah. my God, am I rooting for him to lose his T-shirt. Losing his Ivy League T-shirt. Uh, He's got a couple to spare. He can yeah. afford to lose an Ivy T-shirt. Thank you yeah. for that, John. Very good. Um, well, we miss Gil, and we'll get him back up here next week. But Tommy Lola early and Matt Verderheim of Sports Illustrated late. So we got a good one coming for you tomorrow. You'll get Mac. You'll get Mac right back here in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.